Good evening, I'm Christian Esguera and welcome to this episode of After the Fact where we get to see things more clearly, where we get a better sense of the truth. Let's begin by dissecting the news. Consistent with projections, the Philippines today saw a record 34,021 new COVID-19 cases. The positivity rate also climbed to 47.9% with 237,387 active cases. Now, fortunately, the new dominant Omicron variant is considered quote-unquote mild compared to other COVID variants. But prompting some people to ask, so what's the problem with catching it? Why not just get over it? Tonight, we'll talk about the possible consequences of this mentality. Now, be part of our discussion. Send us your questions and comments on our YouTube live chat or tweet us using the hashtag ANC after the fact. Joining us tonight is Dr. Anna Ong Lim. She is the chief of the Department of Health's Technical Advisory Group, Pediatric Infectious Diseases. Good evening, Dr. Lim, and thank you for joining us again on the program. Good evening, Christian. Okay, let's start this conversation by uh, talking about the consequences of this mentality, which we have been seeing uh, with, with a good number of uh, people, especially online. The idea that since the Omicron variant, the dominant variant now here in the Philippines, is considered quote-unquote mild. Why not just catch it intentionally just to get it over with? It's a very attractive idea, di ba, Christian? Parang kaysa waiting for the other shoe to drop, de, sige na, tapusin na natin. But the thing kasi is that one can never predict what kind of outcome you will get with COVID. I think if there's one thing we've learned with this virus is that it's so unpredictable. We thought we saw the end uh, already several times and yet it, it keeps on throwing surprises at us and uh, when you look at the literature now there are beginning reports also of people um, uh, suffering through um, complicated courses uh, attributed to Omicron and of course hindi pa naman talaga nawawala yung uh, possibility that anybody who gets this infection won't get the mild form. You might get your severe or critical disease, which is being seen uh, currently among our patients. So there's still a lot of unknowns when you talk about this particular variant. And I think uh, it's also a bit reckless to say that once you get down with certain symptoms, it's immediately Omicron. It could also be other variants, right? Yes, that's correct. So based on our data coming from the Philippine Genome Center, um, doing um, convenience sampling, um, basically just running whatever's available, um, we're still picking up uh, other variants that continue to circulate within the country. Okay. This particular variant, Omicron, they, they say that this is uh, a mild uh, version compared to, let's say, Delta. But when you say mild, is this really something that we should be not worried about since mild lang pala eh? Baka naman parang common cold. Uh, you know, we're pretty blessed that Actually, for most people, that's been the uh, experience. No? But I guess what hasn't been highlighted as much uh, are the stories of the patients who end up in the hospital. So um, being a pediatrician, um, my focus is really on kids. And I have to say that we haven't had this many admissions uh, in the other surges. Now we've had to think about expanding our unit in, um, well, I'm with the Philippine General Hospital. We're talking about expanding to 20, 25 beds. And this was usually the issue with the adults before. Now we're involved as well. So it's a substantial burden for people who have um, uh, comorbidities, who are in the extremes of age, and uh, those who are unvaccinated. 
So when you talk about children, uh, they're more susceptible to this variant now, Omicron? So when we talk about more susceptible, it kind of conveys the impression that the virus seeks these kids out. Yeah, yeah, no? yeah. not necessarily. I, yes, oh, I'd like to differentiate because the likelihood is that, or the, the probability is that they're the ones catching it because number one, uh, they're among the unvaccinated in our population. And number two, this household infects or this plus this virus um, um, has a lot of household um, transmission. And uh, of course, uh, kids are part of our households and they, they really are under the care of adults who might actually already be uh, harboring the virus without even knowing it. So you cannot just uh, keep yourself, let's say you're a parent, no? isolate yourself right away because you have children to take care of. So oh, that's yes, the reality that's, in many households. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's mm -hmm. really a very big practical question that parents keep uh, bringing up. No, How do you manage this? I'm sick and I have kids who depend on me. Mm -hmm. So in this case, let's talk about how, uh, how infectious really is the Omicron variant? Well, there's um, beginning data that shows um, numbers uh, about anywhere from two to four times more infectious than Delta. And we already know that Delta was quite infectious. Mm -hmm. I think one way to think about this is during the Delta or even the, the initial surges, it would take about five, six days before one case um, um, resulted in another one. Okay, But now, when you talk to people and, and the science uh, bears this out, the interval between cases is something like two days. Mm -hmm. So when, let's say, a member of a household goes down with certain symptoms and those uh, symptoms were confirmed to be that of the Omicron variant, it's only a matter of two days. Typically, yes. So yes. you can infect the entire household. Oh, yeah. It's very easy to do so. And in fact, that's what we're hearing from many, many families, no? that no one has been spared. Um, it's just a matter of, um, well perhaps the ones who have been vaccinated getting off most likely because they do have uh, substantial protection. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about the, the practical considerations here. I, I remember in a previous conversation that we had, I think last week, no, pinag-asapan po natin yung isolation arrangements. So ngayon, how, how do you actually do it? And I, I suppose majority of the households that are infected do not necessarily have sufficient or effective facilities to actually separate one from the other. And what do you do? Uh, in reality, ba, are, are isolation centers immediately provided outside of the household by the local governments? Are they that accessible, for instance? Those are really great questions, no, Christian, because uh, it reflects um, the problems that what uh, the people are uh, dealing with now. So I think one um, essential thing to remember is that when you start showing your symptoms, the virus has had a head start of two days already going around your household and your workplace. So you don't really have time to second guess whether what you're feeling is um, COVID or not. That's why we keep talking about isolate immediately as your first step, mm -hmm. because at least you're decreasing um, the chances of spreading it uh, around your uh, networks um, at least by a little bit, no. Um, uh, when you do that action, and then um, when you talk about isolating immediately and uh, connect this with um, cases coming up in a couple of days, typically what families have uh, trouble dealing with is, I don't have enough rooms for the five yeah. people 
who are now sick. So we usually advise them, you just um, group together likes with like. So the ones who are sick can stay together. The ones who are still waiting for their symptoms to come up can stay together. And then the ones who are waiting for their symptoms should already mask when they interact with each other. Kasi ang mangyayari niyan, kung hindi pa sila nakamask, kung may nagkasakit na naman doon, bibilang na naman sila ulit nung kanilang quarantine day starting zero. Mm, okay. So baka wala tayong masyadong awareness about that. But that's a very uh, big reality. No? Parang wala that, ng katapusan. Tama, tama. And that assumes that they should uh, be uh, making count. No? Talaga nagbibilang sila. Oh yes, oo, dapat. Kasi minsan nag-overlap na, di ba? Let's say family of five or even seven or ten. So how Correct. would you know kung kailan natapos yung isa mm-hmm. or kailan dapat mag-start magbilang for the other members of the household? Tama po? Correct. Kasi syempre ang tendency natin, so yung mga, magkakas- may, mga may sakit medyo mas madali na yun eh. Kasi alam mo kung saan nagsimula yung symptoms mo. And you just count. So as of today, um, and a uh, couple of days ago, the shortened quarantine has been discussed, the shortened isolation. Mm-hmm. So yung mga bakunado na may symptoms na sinasabi natin COVID sila, instead of 10 days, pwede na silang 7. Pero dapat, bago sila matapos na sa 7 days nila, wala na silang symptoms or umiigi na talaga yung pakiramdam nila. So what do we do with the ones who are in quarantine, waiting for the symptoms to come out? So kung vaccinated, sabi natin, pwede ng limang araw. Pero ganito, hindi masyadong na-emphasize yung papano after 5 days, tanggalan na ba ng mask? Pwede na ba akong umilos? Hindi. You wear your mask pa rin as you move around. No? On the because, yes. And well, if you need to go out, because technically you're free from quarantine, but you still have to wear a mask because you still have to monitor for the remaining um, interval, no, the remaining nine days. And um, you not need to be aware that you can still be uh, infectious or you might still have symptoms. We're just mm-hmm. saying that that five-day window is typically when the symptoms will come out. Okay. Now, for instance, when you talk about children, di ba? hindi pa sila vaccinated, let's say children age 5 to 11 years old, and they are part of the household, and some of the adult that's, uh, uh, adults uh, got down with uh, COVID symptoms, let's say naging Omicron. So what would be the practical considerations in terms of dealing with those children who are unvaccinated? Well, mas maganda sana if we can endorse their care to other people. No? Kasi syempre, you don't want to keep on interacting with them. But the reality is there are households who don't really have access to other um, family members or even uh, help no? um, to, to take care of the kids. So the only thing you can practically do is make your interactions with them as protective of them as possible. So nakamask ka, preferably siguro naka-double mask, Ito yung isang instance siguro na makakatulong kung naka-facial ka kasi kung bigla kang napaubo kaya, edi syempre kahit pa paano may extra barrier no, bago lumabas yung secretions mo. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to make sure that the room, the household, the quarters are well ventilated to make sure that the um, you don't have a lot of viral load in, in your um in the air, no? Mm-hmm. And wash your hands, no? So try to prevent the virus that's in your system from getting into contact with the kids you're taking care of. And if they can mask, that would also be good. Uh, ito another basic uh, issue among households sa may air, condi- uh, air conditioning unit. Okay. Yeah. You talked about proper ventilation, no? Yung mga nadidinig ako, sinasabi nila, well, we use uh, air conditioning, pero paano kami symptoms, di ba? Could that exacerbate, let's say, the, the, the flow or the transmission of the virus? Kailangan mo kasing meron kang fresh air at saka flowing air. So yung flowing air ang ina-address siguro ng air conditioning. 
pero are we sure that we're actually getting fresh air into the enclosed space? So I would think, uh, unless binuksan mo yung bintana o yung pintu mo, mahirap mo i-assure yon. And then we've also used uh, air quality indicators like CO2 monitors to give us an idea of what kind of air quality you have. So that might be helpful. Mm-hmm. Now let's say uh, a household already recovered from uh, the, the variant or Omicron, natapos na isolation na lahat, no more symptoms. What would be a practical piece of advice for that particular household? Should they have uh, the, the the unit or the house or the apartment uh, clean? Di ba may mga ganyang services, yung UV uh, cleaning for instance? Siguro yung isang magandang maintindihan about COVID is its transmission is re- really mediated by droplet and aerosols. So all of these things that coming that are coming out of our mouth and nose and uh, either uh, coming in, into direct contact with another person or circulating in the air. So um, although you expect that at a certain point it will land on the surfaces, hindi naman siya masyadong matagal na nabubuhay. Mm-hmm. So um, regular cleaning lang of um, the surfaces will typically be enough to disinfect. Okay. A proper cleaning. Yung talaga maayos sa cleaning, no? Mm-hmm. I- Now, let's go to the vaccination of children. I think that is the direction that the uh, government is looking at, yung vaccinating uh, children aged 5 to 11 years old. Uh, as far as you know, when is that set to start? And will there be a different approach when it comes to vaccinating children of this age? Um, Christian, siguro one thing that people need to understand is we are still awaiting the availability of the formulations that are in, uh, yeah. intended for this age group. No, It's not the same Um, not even the same format that we're using for the adult dosing. So, malaking negotiation pa yan to bring it in. And um, uh, with the 12 to 17, the initial approach was to focus on those with comorbidities. Um, pero at that time, we had a little bit more um, time no, to, to do this because um, medyo mababa na yung kaso at that point. And um, Well, it, it's not really the same situation now where we're trying to to keep a step ahead you know, of the spread. So if indeed it comes in at a time when the spread is still quite um, high, you know, we, we still have a lot of cases, I think the most logical would be to just um, try to vaccinate as many as you can in an attempt to protect as many as we can. Mm-hmm. But again, you have to wait for the formulation, no? So, Correct. That's right. Usually, paano bang vaccination pagbata? Anin different siya sa, sa adult? Um, the concentration kasi of the vaccine formulation for children is different. It's a lower concentration, but they have to formulate it so that there's enough volume para lumabas siya sa syringe saka sa needle. So, yun yung main difference noon. Pero we just inject it in the same way as we do for adults. It's still intramuscular. Um, not very different from how we administer other vaccines for kids. I'm asking these questions because there might be certain concerns from those uh, who were previously concerned about vaccination in general. And then eventually, they got over the hump and got themselves vaccinated and realized na, wait, vaccines actually work, di ba? Kasi mas kinahawa ka ngayon, very mild, uh, mm-hmm. if not uh, asymptomatic. Correct. Baka meron naman silang concern, naku, paano yung bata? Baka naman hindi kayanin, for instance, yung... Uh, yung vaccine dose, yung pag-trigger uh, ng antibodies in the, in, the, in the body, for instance? Um, in the studies that uh, have been conducted for the age group, uh, 5 to 11 years old, the 
reported no post vaccine reactions have been very similar to that of mm. adults so hindi naman uh, wala namang unusual signal so far na nakikita dun sa vaccinated group and uh, well i think our advantage no parating parati nating ikinalulungkot yung nauhuli tayo nauhuli tayo pero siguro we can look at it as uh, we're gaining from the experience of other countries and we're observing what's happening to them we're getting data based yeah. on their experience on yeah. what works and what doesn't Right. Okay. By the way, I'm curious about the, the age group. Why five yung youngest? Below five years old, uh, are there studies? or? Meron din. Meron din. So, Meron papa, din. An, ano, yung, ano, ano naman yung pagkakaiba po for children below five years old? Um, these are typically the age ranges that are being uh, used or studied also for other vaccines. And typically, they target it within the usual uh, framework of um, standard vaccinations. Eh. Di ba meron tayong infant vaccines between 0 to 2, and then meron tayong toddler vaccines between 2 to 4, then school age between 5 to 11, adolescent 12 to 17. So parang ganon. Para mag-swak siya into the programs. Mm-hmm. So ganon din, papaba din. So for instance, oh, yes. your infant vaccination... Uh, what are the studies or conversations like uh, regarding infant vaccination for COVID? Parang wala pa ako nakikita nun. Wala the youngest I've seen are mga three-year-olds. Okay. So medyo malayo pa tayo dun. So ngayon uh, ang focus well, natin is 5 to 11. Okay. Yun kasi accessible na yan. It's already happening in other countries. Mm-mm. Punta naman po tayo dun sa, sa testing. Uh, we've been hearing uh, demands from different sectors calling for increased vaccination, mass vaccination. Uh, for us to get a clearer picture of the scale of uh, the transmiss- transmissibility or infection of the Omicron variant. Others some are saying it might be a futile exercise because more or less, pag nag-exhibit ka ng symptom, just presume that that is uh, Omicron. Uh, what do you think of this? Should we ramp up testing really or do a more targeted approach? Mass testing is never a good idea. Um, this is really because um, of the limitations of the test. Sana kung perfect yung test na every time ginamit mo siya, you get the correct results. Di sulit no, na mag-test ng mga taong uh, walang symptoms, may symptoms, kahit ano pa yung category nila. Pero unfortunately, because tests have their limitations, they usually perform best in people who have symptoms. So, ang tanong is, if you already have symptoms in a setting like this, where almost every other case is omic- uh, well COVID, parang is there a point to be tested? Kaya ang strategy nga ngayon is isolate first. And then you may, I would suggest that the next thing to do is to consult a healthcare professional because the healthcare professional can tell you whether a test will still have any value or not. Kasi okay, kung... Ang iyong history is everybody in the household is sick. Kung ako yung clinician, masasabihin ko, huwag ka na magpa-test, magpagaling ka na lang. <laughs> diba? Ano pang gagawin nun? It makes Hindi sense. Hindi na magbabago. Uh, iwas gastos pa. Yes. Oo. So, so that, is a, that is a general advice, let's say, for, for households that already show symptoms of COVID-19. So assume na meron ka. You don't have to get tested. How about yung those na mga asymptomatic? Kunwari, a household of five, ikaw wala ka pang symptoms, pero yung apat meron na symptoms and some of them actually were confirmed based on tests. Should you also get yourself tested? So tignan natin kung anong outcome nun. Di ba dalawa lang naman, either positive or negative ka. Kung negative ka, tutuloy mo lang yung quarantine mo. Kung positive ka, 
itutuloy mo rin yung isolation mo. So, bibilangin mo ngayon kung ilang araw pa yung natitira. Kasi baka naman lumabas, magkatulad na lang. Mm-hmm. Yung, ano, yung, yung symptoms sa pinag-uusapan po natin dito, for instance, let's make this instructive. No? What are the symptoms that uh, people should watch out for to, to, to get an idea that this might be the Omicron variant already? Maganda sana kung yung very clear-cut, no, flu-like. Lalagnatin ka, masakit yung katawan mo, may ubo, may sipon, pananakit ng lalamunan, may, peep, may mga taong nagda-diarrhea. No? And sana kung sabay-sabay yung lahat lumitaw, di, wala ka ng duda, di ba? The problem is a lot of people are complaining of these really minor symptoms that they have second or third thoughts about. Mm-hmm. So there are people who will say, I have a scratchy throat and it might be because um, masyado ako nag-enjoy sa tsokolate yung inirigalo sa akin. Or malamig lang. After or malamig the lang, nahamugan ako. Or diba, maraming ganun. No, so normally we would say, sige, tignan mo muna, observe ka lang. Ngayon, ang sasabihin dapat sa'yo, please isolate. Then you can observe, but please isolate. Mm-hmm. How about yung iba? I think uh, I've heard people complain of uh, yung parang feeling of vomiting. Yung hindi naman nasusuka, pero parang no, nasusuka. Seated. Nasusuka. Oh, nasusuka, oo. Then, parang headache. kasi masama yung pakiramdam, no? Siguro yun naman eh. Parang kung nagsisimula ka na magduda, isipin mo, bakit ka nagdududa? May nararamdaman ka. Otherwise, if you're perfectly fine, it's easy to say, I'm okay. And and usually how would you how would a layman know let's say if the symptoms are bacterial and not exactly viral yung yung ubo for instance Kung ano kasi kung mga cough and cold illness uh, chances are the cause is usually a viral infection and we expect that viral infection should um typically last anywhere between 5 to 7 days and improve over time. So for COVID, that has also still been the experience, no? particularly if you're a well-individual, uh, well-adult, well-child. So kung wala ka na dun sa usual script na humaba na yung sakit, tumindi na yung symptoms, then dun ka iisipan ng iyong clinician na sandali lang baka meron kang secondary bacterial infection. So nagsamantala yung bacteria dahil mahina-hina pa yung panlaban mo. And dun ka na makikinapan kung bibigyan ka ng antibiotics. Mm-hmm. Now, for those who are not necessarily going to to their doctors no for, for telemedical checkup, for instance, Uh, what would be a practical home remedy for symptoms like this? Let's say hindi siya nag-test or nag-test, confirm the Omicron. How can that be managed in the household during so, isolation? Yeah. So most of the time, you just manage the symptoms. No? Kung may lagnat, iinom pa lang ng gamot para sa lagnat. Kung may ubusipon, usually kaya naman niya ng hydration lang. No? Or kung hindi naman, kung talagang very bothersome yung cough, hindi ka na halos makatulog sa kauubo, Uh, or maplema or really um, distressing, uh, minsan nakakatulong yung mga uh, cough syrups. No? Kung congested ka, mga cold syrups, mga ganun lang. It's really the simple over-the-counter remedies that uh, we depend on now together with the usual home remedies like warm warm water gargles or um, calamansi, mga ganyan. No? Mm-hmm. Um, and people are able to manage with uh, stuff like that. I'm asking these questions also to to help guide the people who might be right. panicking because we're seeing right. certain uh, panic, especially in tra- uh, drugstores. No, nagkakaroon daw ng uh, shortage of supply. Not not technically because of the supply, but because of the retail of those uh, uh, drugs or medicines that are often used to manage yung cold. 
and cough, no? Uh-oh. So pag ganyan, what would be a good piece of advice for people? Not, not, not to panic about it. Well, I think ano naman, um, hindi naman mali na maghanda, no? Pero hindi naman siguro kailangan ubusin yung supply ng butika. Yung sapat lang para sa gagamitin ng ating household. I think hindi naman mahirap magkaroon ng resupply kasi hindi naman mahirap na gamot na gawin ito. Eh. I think the supply chain lang was caught unaware kaya hahabol din siguro eventually. And they are locally produced, no? Marami yes, tayo yes, niya, mga paracetamol. Hindi mauubusan yan. Okay, Dr. Ana Ong Lim, thank you very much for those instructions. Naging ano to, parang <laughs> impromptu telemedicine <laughs> checkup. Maraming maraming salamat to for joining us tonight in the program. I hope this discussion uh, was useful to, to our uh, viewers. Maraming maraming salamat po and stay safe. Thank you. We're going to take a quick break after the fact. We'll be right back. 